Welcome to Freedom Now with Peter Asanful. Freedom Now is brought to you by the Spirit Life People, a ministry that focuses on teaching you how to live and walk in the Spirit so that you can manifest Christ's freedom in your life. It is our prayer that you shall be transformed as you receive the word from the Lord today. And now, here's your host, Peter Asanful. And I'll be seated in heaven, please. Today we are receiving a word from God entitled Bearing Fruits Eternal Life. Amen, somebody bearing fruits of eternal life. I pray that all of us shall be let. Amen. And how are you going to know that something has changed about you? That's all the things that we're going to look at. Amen. So let's turn the Bibles to Matthew chapter number 3. Matthew chapter number 3. Let's look at what, let's start from what John the Baptist was saying. Matthew chapter number 3. I read from verse number 7. It says, But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, Root of vipers, who want you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore, bear fruit. Underline it in your Bible or mark it in your digital Bible. Therefore, bear fruit worthy of repentance. And do not think to say to yourself, We have Abraham as our father. I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from this stone. And even now, the axe is laid to the root of the tree. Therefore, every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Did you see that? Now, I love what John said, because John said, don't make an excuse that Abraham is your father. And then you will not bear fruit. And then the Chinese say, oh, uh, Abraham is my father. I say, Abraham is my father. It doesn't matter what I do. At least God has a covenant with my father, Abraham. So Abraham's covenant with God covers me. Abraham blesses am I? <laughs> that song that people use to say. Abraham blesses am I? I don't know how, that we've sung some songs. Oh, the Lord is on the throne, Abraham. So, say, don't say that what belongs to Abraham is mine. No, don't say that. Because you, as an individual person, also have to bear your own fruit. John said, the axe is laid. In other words, okay, there's like, there's an axe to the tree. To see if the tree is bearing fruit. If the tree is bearing fruit, then the axe will be taken. And if the tree is not bearing fruit, the axe will wound that tree down. And when the tree falls, because the tree is not bearing fruit. The point is this. God wants every one of us to bear fruit. In other words, what you are made up of must show up. It must come out. You cannot be made up of eternal life and then bring forth sin. It's impossible. Are you getting what I'm saying? And I like a lot of people say, that, oh, you know, 
you know god is our father of course god is your father but you must bear the fruit of your father if god is your father then me now god gave that to you you have his dna and then if you have the dna of god that means your character attitude and behavior must prove that you are a child of god because if you are born again and you have the life of the father and you know who your father is you know perfect you know perfectly who your father is you know your father will not do certain things i will not say certain things and you have this characteristic and you are doing something different and you know that uh, 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 you are being a rebellious child so he says everybody must be every tree must do what a lord is expected of us as god's children not too many people are, have come to realize this that too many people love to go to church and it's beautiful too many people catch like let me put it this way denominational and organizational mindedness oh i go to pentecost i go to apostolic i go to presby they are proud of saying that at the point of this what life are they living what life are you living but the life you are living is what speaks of the fruit you are bearing i go to church because as a child of god i must always go and fellowship with my other brethren i must go and meet them up and then we must all together receive from the father this is the mindset of coming to church i'm not going to church because oh our church is a beautiful church there's air condition in it there's flat screen is in there there are beautiful ladies and handsome guys in the church these are all nonsense things we don't go to church because of those stupid stuff we go to church because we want to hear from the father and we want to be built up that's why we go to church are you here with me matthew 5 we're going to be in matthew for a while matthew chapter number five and i read from verse number 13. matthew chapter number five from verse number 13. you are the you are the salt of the earth that if the salt loses its flavor how shall it be seasoned uh, i love this just just spend some split seconds to think about what jesus just said hey, you are the salt imagine a salt eh? a dark salt a, a, an apuna salt <laughs> imagine the salt seizing your food the salt is not salty what will you do to that salt? would you throw it away in other words what someone is made up of if that person is not showing what the person is made up of what is good about the person that is the analogy here you say you are the salt of the world if the salt loses the flavor who is going to salt the salt this is a powerful revelation the salt itself has lost its flavor it cannot salt anything again so what are we going to do that to that salt are we going to get another salt to salt the salt then that salt doesn't qualify to be called a salt <laughs> Amen, somebody. They say, you are the salt of the world. In other words, we 
are supposed to live a life that is supposed to give flavor, preservation to the world. The life that we live, when we start living it, people will be all excited and people will be full of joy. Flavor, beauty will come into the people's life. And then he went on to say, It is then good for nothing but to be thrown up and trampled underfoot by men. Uh, is it not true? And you find that a lot of Christians have been trampled by men. Yeah. You find a very beautiful um, daughter of God in the church, in the choir, in the usher, in the choir, so beautiful. Being used a stupid boy out there in the world. Because she has lost her soul. She has lost her soul. Yeah. If your thought is in that, no boy would tell you, let me sleep with you because I love you. It's nonsense. Nonsense. When you lose your thought, Men will tremble down. Up. They will look down. They will, they will look down. Ah, you can't look at me and talk rubbish to me. What? You, as soon as you see my presence, you say, Charlie, ah, okay, now a respectable person. Has. Because you have, you have not made use of your soul. Anybody looks at you and say nonsense to you. Say, my soul is intact. <laughs> that, 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 that is how you must, you must look at yourself. Say, I'm made up of something. Say it. I say, say, I'm made up of something. I'm not ordinary. You know, when, when you don't know who you are, you know what you have, you just look down you, they, they use you. Use you, yeah, boy, boy. Treat you anyhow. Because you have lost your soul. Verse 14. And he went on to say, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on the hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket. But on a lampstand. Lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men. That they may see your good works. And glorify your father in heaven. Good. How many people know in your office that you are born again? Because you are the champion uh, uh, soccer bet predictor. You are the one who is bringing the tips. Charlie, today Chelsea will score my U5. I've I got it clean up. Baby. And when you finish, you go to church. Your suit. Beautiful. And then you, you pretend. Like, oh Lord my God. When I'm in awesome wonder, you are saying, What is it? There are some people, one day I saw, I saw one guy, I don't know whether he was feeling shy, he go to just around. I don't know whether he saw me. Apparently, he had, he had placed the order. What's it been? One of the fellow two guys, actually. I say, My mother. See the way we place order for the. The food from the restaurant. They, they call them and they place the order. They tell it, I remember. I said, I'm send the mobile money. And they will send the mobile money. So the guy got there, and I think the, the gentleman was taking the lunch. Also saw the guy. So the guy got there, and then okay. <laughs> he walked on. He didn't even look at the guy. He just took the thing and put it in the pocket. And walked. I was behind the guy. I started laughing. I said, Ah, now who has asked you? Just took the paper, took the thing, put it in the pocket, and then walked. 
he didn't want anyone to see him. He, he never turned back. Walked straight. Turned anywhere. Lotto was in the body. <laughs> you see, clearly, he, he, uh, the thing that he's, he's doing the thing with a guilty conscience, but you know, he still wants to do it. If it's something that you are made of, why will you be afraid? Why will you be shy? You go and stand there. People who are not shy of taking Lotto, you go and stay, they will be even chatting with the Lotto forecaster. That is what they are made of. Because he, he, the guy is not made up of nothing. He, stood the thing. he didn't want anyone to see him. How can you hide yourself if you're a child of God? How can you? When you, when you see you know, pretty ladies around, all your spirituality disappears. And then, you no, know, you want to behave like one of those guys who want to make appeal to a lady. And then you'll be doing your thing. Because there are nice ladies around. Ah, if you are or just your, ah, no God, I gone at those days where they used to call us Krefe. Eh? You know Krefe. Some of you didn't go to uh, secondary school early enough. Krefe, those days when you go to secondary school and then you are audacious for the Lord, you go to SU. You like going to SU, you like to be praying and all of that. You are Krefe. Eh? Eh? In other words, it was an, it was an acronym of um, faking Christ. Okay? That's they said it was because they, they realized that some people go to SU and when they come to the dorm, the things that they used to do is it, it contradicts them going to SU, so they call them Kufi, so um, Christ Faker or something like that. So it was an acronym, Kufi. but at the end of this, not all of us were. Me, when I, I started going to SU, people were shocked that I entered SU, I was a bad boy. So when I got into SU the very first time, you know. And I told them my father is a pastor. They were shocked. Are you? Yes, my father is a pastor. And they were so surprised. They started praying. They started doing the things of God. It's nice, though. It's that we had bad friends. <laughs> my bad friends didn't allow me to, to know God early enough. God Himself said, Hey, your time has come. Amen. Then what do you see? You see people, as soon as they enter into the midst of their friends, they disappear. Ah! They didn't just come from church. Oh yes, I've given to Caesar what belongs. I've given to God what belongs to God. Now I'm about to give to Caesar. Now it's time for Caesar. Let me do for Caesar. Ah, but that one was church. Hey, but, but, when I saw in church, you know, you're dancing and praying. Ah, but you want me to cry in church? That is a place to dance. That is a place to pray. Now they are telling. Ah. You know, yesterday we were coming from school. He was telling me that. The number of alcoholic cracks that move in town in Ghana, you know, in Accra, not even Ghana. Let me tell you, when I was working in Borga, Accra, you drink about, you don't drink past those people. You can bring about 10 packs of, uh, of alcoholic beverage. Because one of my working colleagues, his wife was working at a company, the biggest distributor. Um, Company Napa is distributing They can bring about 10 20 trucks from Accra within one week. Everything will finish. You see those big, big, big trucks? Imagine the 20 of them enter into your town and within one week, everything are consumed. Today, Sunday, go and do a sample survey. Almost every church is full. So, where do all the alcohol where do they go? Tell his normal. 
we are we have instances where people just I have witnesses not somebody telling me i have witnesses that i i, I saw even a, a reverend minister uh, go to a bar took off his collar put it in his pocket and he displayed the table with alcohol right after church i have not with my eyes not someone telling me with my eyes sorry who are we deceiving so what you you see that's what i'm telling you that coming to church is awesome it's great but there's something bigger than just coming to church you don't come to church and you dress all too well and then when you leave church the kind of attire you wear and the things you wear even satan will look at you satan will look at you and look at you again say this lady the whole praise the lord so there is something beyond coming to church he said let your light so shine before men did he say let your light shine before me or before god but god is light the light that you're going to shine is the light that you inherit from him i said let your light shine before men that they will see your good works and they will give glory to your father in heaven very important what do people say about you yes we don't really care what people say it is true but again people also must say something good about you yes we don't care we don't I, i'm one i'm one person i don't really care I, i'm not i'm not you know there's some people when they hear people say something about them it just break them down i've heard things being said about me that i know obviously is not me it doesn't really move me someone will hear those things will break the person but i'm not one of them but the point is this yes i know there are some people who would deliberately even when there's something good they will intentionally say something bad about you there are people like that they are there but what about those who genuinely see you and if they see something good about you they will say it and if they see something bad about you they will say it what would those people say about you praise the lord so we our lights have to shine and our light shining in the world is a way of saying that we are bearing fruit so that people can have some of our fruit to eat people can experience and encounter our fruit how can you be born again and when you open your mouth flies come out from your mouth do you know what that means on wholesome talk Ephesians chapter 4 let's read it it's, it's a verse i was going to look at it later but since i just said it let's just go there Ephesians chapter number 4 i read from verse number 25 Ephesians chapter 4, verse 3. He said, Therefore, putting away lying. Now, there's a caveat here. Remember that these letters are written to churches. Yeah, they were not written to uh, unbelievers. These are church people that Paul was talking to. Church people, not uh, worldly people. Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor. For we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Verse 27. Nor give place to the devil. Verse 28. Let him who stole steal no longer. But rather let him labor working with his hands what is good that he may have something to give him who has need. So you see why we work? The reason we work is not so that you only have mansions to build and buy cars. You are working 
that you have something to give and help people. That's why we. That's why you want to prosper. That is a mentality of God prospering you, not prospering you to, for you to save and have a fortune. And then when someone asks you for money or someone needs a help, you will not mind the person. That's not why you are blessed. That's not why you are prosper. This is why we prosper. Amen. All right. Now wait, let's read verse twenty-nine together. Verse twenty-nine. One to go. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearer. Let no corrupt. Other verses says, let not unwholesome words, stinky words. How can you open your mouth and just insult people? Stinky. Will this impart grace? Grace, joy. Will it impart joy to someone? When someone hear you. Speaking bad about the person, would it would it impact anything meaningful or joyful? No. So when someone hears you, your words must what bring smile. Oh, wow, this is what I want. I mean, no one has said this to me. God bless you. Not not words that would put put you off. You must check yourself. You must know what you are made of. Amen. Remember in the book of John when the two disciples wanted Jesus, wanted Jesus to allow them to call down fire from above to consume those villages who didn't want them to go through that, that village. What did Jesus say? He said, you don't know what you are made of. When you don't know what you are made of, you think that anything that is born out of emotions can be justified. No way. Yes, we call down fire from heaven to consume, to kill these people like how Elijah did. He said, no, 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 no. Elijah killed these people with fire, but you are made up of a different spirit. You are different from Elijah. You are different. From I do not come to kill anybody. The life that you have does not kill. Let's go, let's go our own way. Very fruit. Amen. In fact, it is an error. And this thing, the Holy Spirit was sharing with me this dawn. It's an error respond to someone because of the person's action. I mean, we must know that someone's behavior towards you, someone's attitude towards you, we must as God's children know who is influencing it. There are some people who clearly devil, Satan, is influencing their attitude towards you. And when you know that thing, now, you know what? Most, a lot of, a lot of Christians today will try and pray and then get those people to die or to be destroyed or whatever. No way. You don't have to pray that kind of prayer. Just, just leave the sea. Look at Jesus. On the cross, he was dying. He said, Father, forgive them. But they don't know what they are doing. They don't know. Many people say things about us. They actually don't know. You know that they don't know what they are saying. I will not say that anymore. So this person doesn't know what he's saying. Yes. A lot of people behave also like that. They don't know what they are doing. Maybe they heard some people um, saying it or they saw some people doing it and they want to do it. They don't know why they are doing it. In a country where things, you know, trend, the things that trend is what becomes popular and, and, and noisy. Ah, people are influenced all over the place. You must know what you are made of. I'm a child of God. I have the life of God. This is the life that I must live. This life, I must not live it. These are the things I must say. This I must not say. Are you getting it now? Yeah. The point is this. When you know who you are and will know the life you have, ah, 
you flow. You just flow. It becomes, it takes over your mind and your subconscious. No, I told you the last time that the mind is, is, is the commander of the heart. A lot of people didn't know that. You know, yesterday I was, I, I, because I was, I, I got a picture of a diagram the spirit was just drawing. So take the position of the mind and the heart like a funnel. Okay? Like a funnel. You know, funnel has two main components. Where you pour the thing, and then where the thing also comes. So, take that the upper part of the funnel is the mind. And then the lower part is the heart. Until you pour in there, nothing is coming out. Are you getting it? So, the mind is where the devil wants to pour his diabolic ideas into. And then he, your heart it's where when your your mind is convinced and your heart carries out the action the heart is what moves the body to work but the mind instruct the mind instruct the heart for the heart to act without the mind instructing the heart the heart cannot act i am going somewhere pay attention that is why you must be careful the kind of things you have in your mind what are you thinking about? Because the things you think of, those are the things that will eventually impact the actions you take. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. Out of the abundance of the heart, you will do. You understand? But then before the heart is full of actions, the mind first have to be convinced. We are here this morning in church. Because your mind was made up that you come to church today. And then your heart followed it and you came to church. I guess what I'm saying. That is why the mind is so important. Without the mind, I tell you, there's no way you can, you can do anything. When your mind is taken away from God, everything about you is also taken away. It's like, it's like when your mind is taken away, you have lost the key. That will start that vehicle. Finish. And then the devil will now control. The devil will now be controlling. The devil will now be controlling. The devil will be controlling. So the things that the devil puts in the mind of those who are not born again, those are the things they do. They steal, they lie, fornicate, they do all. Also, because it is in your mind and it has what? Entered your heart. That's you. You are not born again. In fact, um, let, let me say this the way we make. I've taught you before that the Greek word for repentance is what metanoa. Meta after. Noah mind. In other words, you repent after an afterthought. Afterthought of what? Afterthought of hearing a message or, or seeing a fact or seeing something. So when you hear the gospel, in another, in another way, when we preach the gospel, what we are doing is that we are actually trying to convince people. God, through us, is trying to tap into the minds of people, unbelievers, to let them change the way they are thinking. Because in their minds, their hearts are behaving the way they are behaving. When their minds are convinced that indeed Jesus died for me, 
and then when they hear the message and they realize that whoa so jesus did this to me and i should have done that and they are convinced that jesus did this on my behalf they will repent in other words when they have considered everything that they have heard they will now have a change of mind and as soon as they have a change of mind their heart will also follow suit and when their heart follows suit you see them doing the things that their mind Are you here with me, somebody? That is why it is, it is, um, it is very catastrophic for someone to be born again. And that's why I'm teaching this message. It's very important for someone to be born again and still be seen doing the things of the world. Because for you to declare that I am born again, it means that you have carefully considered what you heard the good news you heard and then you have changed your mind concerning the bad news you used to have and have adopted the good news in your mind so your mind has been engaged and when your mind is engaged it, it is a sign that you have been thoroughly persuaded you remember uh, the uh, what was his name uh, when Pontius Pilate referred um, Jesus to um, Herod to interrogate him. There's so many things. What did the guy say? If I not, 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 no, that, that is not even a story. Um, talking about Paul. Let's go to Paul. Um, Paul was called to the to the um, to the court, and then he was going there to defend him. The man said, "Listen, away from me, because you nearly convinced me." He said, "Go away from me, because you nearly convinced me." Because the man's mind was being interrogated. You know, a lot of people think that when you are Christian, I was, I was on the Twitter space last week, and then there's one, I think he's an atheist or something, he was going about saying so many things. And then he was saying that, oh, you know what? We cannot use the Bible to prove anything. And then um, um, the implication, he was insinuating that, oh, we, we Christians, we just get up and say we believe. So his point was like, those who said they believe, they have gone past any logical reasoning. They believe without applying the mind. And I say, hey, hold on. You see, that is the problem. Because when people don't study, they don't know anything. Who told you that to believe means your mind is not working? Who told you that when you believe, it means that you are intellectually bankrupt? In fact, to believe is an exercise of your mind. That is the word. The word pistis. You understand? It means to be to be persuaded. What does it mean to be persuaded? To be convinced. How, you, how do you get convinced? You convince your mind. So when I say I believe, it's not like I have not applied any reasoning. In fact, the word logos, the word of God, it means logic. In the simplest of, of, of uh, translation, it means logic. What is logic? Logical reasoning this is the mind of god the word of god is god's mind so it's the mind of the spirit are you here with me somebody god is telling us his mind when he speaks to us his thought his reason his logic so when you are saved when you say i believe you are not just um like drinking something to bypass your intellectuality. Uh, 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 uh. 
this word I'm teaching you right now, I'm engaging your mind first. When your mind has received, and your mind is accepted and persuaded, I tell you, your heart will follow you. The heart is the above way of the system. Many people don't know. I'm telling you, that is why I tell you, study, spend time with the Holy Spirit. Spend time, He will reveal things to you that people don't know. Many people have focused more on the heart. A lot of people focus more on the heart, but little do they know that more effort must be put in the mind. Because when the mind is protected, the heart is automatically guarded. How do you guard your heart? You guard your heart by protecting your mind. Because when the thing enters the heart, definitely action will take place. Are you getting it? Because it's the mind that ignites the engine. As soon as the key starts the engine, when the car moves, it will not move. It will move. So the mind is the key. Please take note of this revelation I'm sharing with you. That is why Jesus always warned us. He said, take heed of what you hear. Be careful what you hear. Because the moment you hear something, it goes into your mind. Your mind is convinced. Oh, ah, if you assume your mind is convinced, don't go to church. Don't come to church. Don't come. Don't come. That is why someone said, Oh, I really wanted to go to church, but I felt uh the mind. My mind is all made up that if I sleep at 12 midnight, my mind is all made up that I wake up at four. I have made up my mind that I must always wake up at four. My mind has clogged that. Into my system. I, sometimes I slept at 2, 4. I, I was awakened. Because my mind has clogged it into my system. Are you getting what I'm teaching you? So the fruit you bear. As a child of God. Begins in your mind. Then your heart takes over. And then your heart begins to act. So the things that you say. And the things that you do. The things that you have come to believe. And accepted that, oh, when I say them, is normal. When I do them, is normal. But the point is this. Is this in line with the will of God? Right? We are making progress. Are you here? Matthew chapter number 12. One day, I was, you know, I was, I was sitting down and the, the thought came to me. Then, um, the, the thought came in the form of like a, a picture. And then I was seeing a church. Had two churches. The first one I saw was like a church where the pastor, when he's preaching or teaching, he'll be like he's so energetic, preaching, shouting, and all of that. And you found the church members responding accordingly. The church members they were so happy because the pastor was energetic, was shouting, and all of that. And then whilst I was looking at it, I realized that when the when the pastor goes down a bit, the church members they were quiet, some were feeling sleepy, and then when he starts shouting shouted and then they were on their feet and then the next page was flipped and i saw another church in which the the pastor was speaking very very gently like i'm like pastor adeboe the way he speaks very soft very um if he's not even talking if he doesn't want to talk and then saw the people in the church responding in the same way that the other church in which the pastor was speaking so, you know, shouting, uh, they were responding. And then the people in this pastor's church who were speaking very softly and gently, they, they were mesmerized by the words that this man was saying. And they were taking notes and they were excited and they were energetic. So, 
these images were taken away. And I asked the Lord, why do you want me to see this? And he said, I showed you two characteristics of my church here now. Some people have been stirred up with emotions. He said, I've been stirred up by my word. Ha! Ah! And then there are some people, if the pastor does not shout, jump, move them, they will sleep. So the pastor is too down to Pastor is not saying anything. Now you are judging the power of God based on emotion, not on anything else. And then when you see, yeah, 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 yeah. I saw another church in which the members have gone past the flesh. And then when the man was speaking so softly, you find the church standing up and receiving the word. You find you find you taking note, and they were excited. And they were full of joy because they were there to hear the way. Are you getting it now? There are some people who will never stand up to receive the word until the pastor starts declaring prophetic things. Because they are not even following the sequence of communication. They are not following it. And you see, you are here to receive the word. As a spirit person, your best friend is the mind of God, is the word of God. So when you hear the word, whether the word is being shouted or the word is being spoken gently, as long as the word is being declared, what do you do? You must receive it with joy. Are you getting now? Joy is associated in hearing the word in the spirit. So Matthew chapter number um, 12. I speak of verse number 33. Read from verse 33. Verse 33 says, Either make the tree good and its fruit good, else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. So, how, how is someone going to know you that you're, you're a Christian? I just call yourself a Christian. Ah, that's, that's. I got everybody who just I'm a Christian. I will go for evangelism, Mr. Wise, I go to church. That's the reason I'm speaking. What shows that you go to church? What shows that you go to church? You don't go to church. I think that's what I'm saying. So your fruit, what would tell someone that ah, this person is born again? Do you agree that a tree is known by its fruit? You cannot look at the stem of a tree and say, Oh, this one is a mango tree. No, 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 no. It's the fruit that you know that this is mango tree. This is apple tree. This is a pineapple plant. Most of the fruit. Are you getting it now? Yes. So imagine this tree says that hey, a mango and then it is bearing an orange fruit. That is a lie. Mean that you are not what? What you are saying you are. So every born again person, it is the life you live, the fruit you bear, that will tell your members, your community, everywhere you go that you are born again. Are you getting it now? So mean that the lifestyle, your lifestyle, your lifestyle, your lifestyle, the way you live your life is what is going to tell that you are born again or you are not born again. Because if you are born again, then it means that the things you do, the way you think, what you say, all your actions, attitude must point to the fact that you are born again. A worldly person comes to church, the person is sleeping. You too say you are born again, you come to church, you are feeling sleep. Now what is the difference here? No, 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 what difference are you, are you showing? 
No, we that we are born again, we go to church and we are full of joy to receive the word. We are paying attention. We are not distracted. But this is our this is the source of our life. Amen. Verse number the brood of vipers. How can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speak. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasures brings forth evil things. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified and by your words you will be condemned. Do you see that? And the point is, what are you saying? Ask your neighbor, what are you saying? Ask your neighbor, what are you saying? Is your mind here? What are you saying? What are you doing? You open your mouth. Ah, you Is he a Christian? Is he a go to church? You think going to church makes you a Christian? Have you heard of the what we call the mixed multitude? Have you heard of the mixed multitude before? You know that when God was saving the children of Israel, it was not only the Israelite that came out of Egypt. Some Egyptians also went to them. I don't know. Some Egyptians also escaped with them. And they had a mixed multitude. And they were the ones who even caused the troubles the more. The mixed multitude. They were the ones who were who instigated Aaron to build for them a golden scar, a calf to worship when Moses was away with the Lord. But they were used to the idols in Egypt. They were used to the idols in Egypt. See, by your words, be what and by your words you shall be what what are you saying think about it right now what are the words i say and in fact let me tell you one thing is that in the realm of the spirit eric listen in the realm of the spirit it is not just about what you do outside but your thoughts you remember when you read ezekiel chapter 28 talk, talking about lucifer why was he cast down bible said he said in his heart, the thoughts of your heart are equal to what you have said. What did Jesus say when you read um, the, the, the Sermon on the Mount? Mountain? Jesus said, chapter 6, he said, he said, they have said to you, don't commit adultery. Right? But I said to you, if you look at a woman and you lust after her, you have committed adultery. So even when you have not gone to the lady, they say, oh, I love you. Oh, I like the way you are. Even when you have not, but you just saw the lady. And then you, you thought to yourself, hey, if I get this lady, Ali, I will clear her. Say you have done it. No, you, you, have not, you have not touched even her, her dress, but you have done it. Why? Because you said it in your heart. You picked her in your heart. You, you, your mind has been overwhelmed with the image of this lady that it has entered your heart. And if you get the opportunity, you will not spare the lady. Uh, but before, before you, before that person even got the opportunity to act, the person has acted already in it. Because what is not in your mind and has not been conceived in your heart, you will never do. Never will you do it. If you have never made up your mind that ah, if you see Amida, you will insult her or you tell her your peace of mind. When you see her, you will never say anything evil about her. But because you made up your mind and your heart is ready, you are looking for the opportunity. And when the opportunity brought itself, 
o de wa ma hwehwe wache no ma bo wa to wache then you start releasing the missiles all the missiles that you say up at once i'm not done because you have pre planned to do this thing are you getting what i'm saying somebody yeah. so there is no action that you take in your life today that your mind has not given you the green light what are you saying what are you doing what are the fruit that you bear i'm laying this very important foundation and i'll go to matthew chapter number one the next chapter matthew chapter number 13 Rabababa Sultan there. Matthew chapter 13. Now, let's read also. There's a parable there, but let's jump the parable and go to a second parable. When you go to usually Matthew chapter 13, we speak about the parable of um sowing on. But let's let's look at verse 24. Matthew 13 from verse 24. I like that's another parable that I like a lot. Parable of the wheat and the test. Another parable he put forth to them saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tests among the wheat and went his way. You see how the devil behaves? You see how he behaves? He comes and causes the confusion and then he runs. As you are here in church. You come and then boom, drops it there and then he goes away. Try to mix what you are having in your mind. That's why you must always protect your mind. Are you here with me? Maybe you are there and then some thoughts will blow your mind. It's your mind. mind. Please take note of this thing that I'm sharing with you. Your mind. It's your mind. And then will tell your mind, ah, you are sick in your body. Can't you, can't, can't you feel that Charlie, things are not right in your body? And then he confuses your mind. And then when your mind is confused, oh, the heart has conceived it. And the heart will now say it. Like those who say, Mrs. Sinaba. And then they, they, you see, they, they try and personalize the pain that you are going through. How can you be personalizing the pain you are going through? Mrs. Sabrono. They try to personalize it. Is the disease for you? Come on, are you here with me? It's a sickness for you that you have to personalize it and say, This my rheumatism has come. This my worst pain has come. This one is mine, it has come. I'm I'm literally translating it. It has come. My condition has come. How can you talk like that? Who gave those conditions to you? Praise the Lord. It's about when it was 29, 26, sorry. But when the grain had sprouted and produced the crop, then the test also appeared. So the servant of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? He said to them, An enemy has done this. The servant said to him, Do you want us then to go and gather them up? And he said, No. Lest while you gather up the tares, you throw up and put the wheat with them. Let both grow together unto the harvest. And at the time of it, I will say to the reapers, 
First, gather together the tares and bind them in the bundles to bend them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Amen. You see, the, the farm represents the church, the body of Christ. God has planted the seed of his word into the body of Christ to produce good fruit from his people. But what we also see in the church, out of the church, so many evil things are also going on in the church. In the church, I mean, <laughs> he told me a story that even blew my mind. Um, you see, I'm talking about it today because it shocked me. He said he shared a story from um, Reverend Sudanaba that Pastanaba uh, was saying something that a pastor, two pastors and their wives, right? Two pastors and their wives were in the same church. Listen, no, the same church. Not knowing that the wife of the other pastor, let's make it A, B. So the wife of Pastor A was in a secret relationship with the husband or the pastor of Pastor B. Get it? Wife of Pastor A was in a secret relationship with Pastor B. Listen up. And Pastor A did not know. But the Pastor A's wife was in a secret relationship with Pastor B. To the extent that Pastor A's wife gave an excuse that she was traveling. Pastor B gave an excuse that he was traveling. And the two of them went to marry. Pastor A's wife left Pastor A and went to marry Pastor B. And we're both in the church. Uh, yeah, you, you, don't, you don't get it. Now, how, how, <laughs> how can you even describe this? You, know, you, know, you said I didn't want to use anyone's example here. That's why I'm using A and B. So it was left with Pastor A and Pastor B's wife. And they found out later that, ah, apparently, Pastor A, my wife has gone to marry Pastor B. And both of them were in the church. And because of shame, because of shame, that, imagine, Pastor A is still in the church. And my wife, Pastor A's wife, has gone to marry Pastor B, who was supposed to be only pastors. How wicked can men be? How wicked can men? And all these people are in the church. Wheat and test. They are in the church. To the point that Pastor A had no choice and to leave the church. Pastor B's wife also had no choice and to leave the church. But they could not contain the shame. I mean, can you imagine? This is the kind of test we have in the body of Christ. So Jesus said, on the day of judgment, don't worry. If it comes right now, things will happen. But the day will come that you will gather the test in the church. Those people who are lining up the girls in the church and are eating them like chopsticks, the day will come for you if you don't repent. The day will come for you. There are some people now, they, they, they are not even afraid of. They look at someone's wife and say, I, I, I like you. Say, I'm married. They say, I don't care. Uh, you, are married, you are married to your husband. We can do our thing somewhere. I'm also married. I also have a wife. The evil, the evil in the society right now. 
you find some of them in the church. Oh, Satan has kind of, kind of what? Drop some of his seed in the church. And people are thinking, oh, and I can come to church, it doesn't matter what I do. The grace of the Lord is sufficient. But Romans he said, should we continue to sin because of the grace of the Lord? What was his answer? Absolutely no. No. Oh, because the grace abounds, so we should continue to sin. People take advantage of the grace of the Lord. So grace is there. Oh, grace is there. Grace, yes, the grace is there. But grace never tells you to go and sin. If there's anything at all, grace takes you out of sin. Amen, somebody. So that's what's going to happen. John chapter 15. I'm laying the foundation so that we can take up. John chapter number 15. I read from verse number 1. said, I am the true vine and my father is a vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he, what, he takes away and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. Now, the phrase takes away is the Greek word that means he will lift up. In other words, God wants you to what? Bear fruit at all costs. That is his goal. God's goal is not for you not to bear fruit. He wants you to bear fruit. He wants you to live a life worthy of salvation. If he saved you and give you gave you eternal life, then it means that you must produce the fruit of eternal life. Are you here with me? Anybody who is truly... Hey, see, bring an unbeliever here to church. That person is uninterested. Person is uninterested. There's no, there's no um, unbeliever who will go to a church and then will go and will pay attention to a message for one hour, two hours. No, they're not, they're not interested. They'll pick their phone and they'll be browsing. But can that be said about a child of God? No. When you come to church, you are always alert. You are full of the word. Receiving the word out of your heart. Are you here with me? Yeah. He said, God wants you to bear fruit. He wants you to bear fruit. How are you bearing fruit? Are you allowing your flesh to dominate you or your spirit to be louder? Amen. A lot of people, they allow their flesh. Oh, they are sitting down at the hearing of the word. They are, they are dozing off. They are yawning. They are feeling sleepy. Your flesh is dominating. You can never be living by your spirit. Or your flesh should dominate you. It's not possible. It's not possible. It's not possible. Let's read on. Verse 3. He said, You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine. Neither you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire. And they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit so you will be my disciples. Did you see that? Kyle, did you see that? Bear fruit. You sleep in church, you are not bearing fruit. I'm not bearing fruit. 
The point is, he said, when, it, when you bear fruit, that is when you be called my disciples. What's the meaning of disciples? It comes from the Greek word mati. Mati is what we got the English word mathematics for. It means learner. Someone who has learned from someone. So Jesus said, if you abide in me, and I also abide in you, you will you bear fruit. And look at what he said. He said, if you don't bear fruit, what's going to happen? You'll be cast away. Now, it is different from being what? Take away is different from the cast away there. Now, the cast away now literally means you'll be cast away. But the first phase of take away means he will lift you. So, God will first of all do everything for you to bear fruit. He will prune you. He will water you. He will uh, uh, apply manure, compost, everything to make sure you bear fruit. After you have done everything and then you still don't want to bear fruit. When the day comes, he says, oh, I'm sorry. You are not worthy to be part of my kingdom. Uh, I forget what Jesus said in Matthew 7. He said, on the day they will say that, Jesus, I know you. We cast out demons in your name. We, we did all sorts of signs and wonders in your name. And then I will say to them, I don't know you, know me, but I don't know you. You, you are the one who you are claiming you know me, but I don't know you. Ah! Hey, this, is, this is a serious thing. This is a serious thing. That is why Jesus said, many are called, few are chosen. Do you want to be part of the chosen or you want to be part of the call? Those who are chosen, you, you know those who are chosen, they are the ones who are prepared for war. Gideon. Gideon called 3,000 people, but he chose 300 people to go to war. So, many are called, but few are chosen. It's not about being called. It's about being chosen. Hey, are you here with me, somebody? It's when, how, how do you know you are chosen? You know you are chosen when you know you are bearing fruit. You know you are chosen when your mind is convinced to move in the spirit. You know you are chosen when you are behaving and acting and doing the things that glorify God. You know you are chosen when everything about you goes on to praise God. That's why you know you are chosen. Not those that they claim they are born again, but they are living anyhow. You cannot be born again and live anyhow. I'm sorry. Grace came to rather help us to live to please God. Sometimes I look at some people, their body language when the word of God is coming. I say they don't know, they are not serious. They don't know what they are receiving. That's why they look so unconcerned. Their body language is so unconcerned. Their minds somewhere. They want to go and sleep. No way. When you see someone who is serious hearing the word, you will know. You will know. What fruit are you bearing? Say by this people shall know that you are my disciple. Now, when you go out into the world in your everyday conversations with people, are you speaking the truth or you are lying? In your everyday conversations with people, are you imparting grace or you are imparting sorrow and, and pity? What are you imparting? Will be someone I saw recently that I said a taxi driver went to, uh, uh, I said he attends uh, Church of Pentecost, whatever. I, I loved and I loved and I loved. He found 8,000 cities, returned it. And then you know how Ghanaians are? They like what trend? And they, they, they giving him, people have given him money, all sort of money. Everything. But he's found the 8,000, and he, yeah, that's commendable. That's good. And you do the same. Will you find 8,000 cities somewhere? 
and go and deposit it at the police station and say, I found 8,000 CDs by the roadside, but I don't know who it is for. So I've, I'm bringing it, I make an announcement so that someone's 8,000 CDs is missing, can come to this police station and take it. And you do that. Then you'll be fucked up. Jesus is looking in your heart. I get in the point. These are the things that will make people know that you are, you are born in. It's a simple, simple thing. ABC. You went to buy something. They gave you more than enough change. You took the money out. So maybe I'll use, I'll use the extra to support her. It was, his, it was her negligence. Next time she will open her eyes. She will shine her eyes. And you think you are, done, you are smart. No, you are fool. You are not smart. You, are you know something. What the Bible says? It said in the book of um, Second John, for you to know something and don't do it to you it's a sin to know something and don't do it to you it's a sin you know that you should, must not fornicate before marriage you know see the weather is now good the weather now the weather the weather since when did the weather start predicting to your bodies since when did the weather start manipulating you? But I, I don't know what this is weather dragon people used to say. Hey! And then, you know, I must not do it. You have gone to do it. Same. Yeah. You know, pa, you know. You know you are not supposed to insult anybody, you know. So, and then you say it. You have said. Will someone know you that you are a child of God? When you rain insult at someone, no, 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 they will not. Child of God, you are working for someone. You are you are the most lazy among all the employees. You go to work, you are sleeping. Lunchtime, your boss will come and see you talking, debating about football. <laughs> when it's time to work, you are sleeping. How can you be bearing a fruit? Lazy. And then you want someone to say, oh, yeah. see, this test must be there the top of the companies. They must be the excellent people in every company you are working in. Ah! You must not cheat the system. No, no, no. How many Christians today they sit in church and they bought their car and newly by what they earn or through their investment? Do the people take bribe to go and buy land, build a house and go and call the pastor to come and dedicate? I see all the Lord has done. Can you see what the Lord has done? What we waited for has come to pass. They will sing that song. Know what they know? They know that it was the five cities, ten cities, the side job, a bribe. That is what they have used to go and build a house. They say, Ah, Apostle, do you know where we get our thanksgiving and our offering to? Do you know where we get them from? I said, Let's give this. Do you know where we get it from? Please, if you go and cheat someone to bring offering, don't do it. Don't go and defraud someone and bring offering here. Are you here with me, somebody? Don't go and cheat someone and bring the money here. You know, pa, you say you will not marry that guy. You know it. You know it. So the guy will say, oh, I can say, can you, can you send me some momo? And the guy too thinks that because the proposal is on the table, you are giving him, you know, advancement. <laughs> and then the guy too foolishly will send the momo. It's, oh, so don't worry, I'm still thinking about it. No, no, you have agreed with another man. You are prepared to go and marry another man. But you are wasting this guy's time. Funding his money. And when you go and buy a uniform for your car, you use that guy's money. Oh, Charlie. 
and you come and stand for the church and you are singing with a cheat money. Are you getting what I'm saying? Am I communicating to your mind? Yeah. Don't do anything when God looks down at you. You will say, uh, this, is not my, this is not what my child is. God, God doesn't cheat anyone. He's always blessing people. Amen. It's time to bear. It's time to show that you are born again. That's, that's all that this message is all about. It's time for people to know when you sit in the bus, you sit in, the, in, in your driving, make sure you bear fruit. Because let me tell you, the devil is out there. You are hearing this message today. You will see. Tomorrow he will bring opportunities to tempt you. He will bring it. Maybe even right after the church. Someone might end up provoking you right now. Just after we close. You bring someone your way. Come and tempt that. If the word you have heard this morning. You even understood it. That's why you must. Jesus said watch. And pray. The watch aspect means that. Be very vigilant. When the devil is trying to bring. Yeah, be very careful. You know. I saw it last time. Oh, Apostle, where I'm late, I'm staying now. I said, no, 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 don't use that. Don't allow the devil to tell you. That's what, that's what the devil does. The devil will just tell you, oh, you see, now you are staying far. Find some church around here and go. Classic example of the devil. Classic. And then, go on, after all, all churches are this. Who told you all churches are this? Have you not read it? If you shared it with you, some church was uh, recently discovered that. Uh, the occupant of that church they had moved, so another church came and when they, they realized that the church was not things were not moving on, apparently the previous pastor had buried some human parts under the pulpit and the new pastor didn't know, so through fasting and prayer, it came out that challenge something did it and when they did, they went to report the thing at the police station, you think every church is a church not everything that is called a church is a church so we are to say test every spirit. The fact that they say it's a church doesn't mean it's a church. A good church from God opposes the principles of the kingdom, promotes eternal life, promotes holiness, righteousness. We must be different everywhere we go. We must we, we must be loving. We must be peaceful people. Are you getting what I'm saying? We must always be accommodating. We must not allow things to obscure us. Amen. So your mind is important. Bear fruit. Alright? So today I bring it to an end, the first part. Next week, God willing, I'm going to now bring you practical things from the Bible, the kind of fruit that God is expecting you to bear. That will be the part two of this message. Thank you for being a part of today's message. This program was brought to you by the friends and partners of the Spirit Life people. For further information, kindly visit us at www dot the spirit life people dot com or subscribe to our podcast and youtube channels or find us on all major social media platforms stay blessed and always remember that in christ jesus we are free